three. Good. I don't see her. Okay. She gave me the single. I had a brother say to me this morning, and this is not about the sermon. He said, the son of man has no place to lay his head. Can I get a witness? <laughs> the son of man had no place to lay his head. I'm saying that because part of this message actually relates to what he said. And I'm going to continue with the songs that were just said when I say this, and I hope you'll sing along with me. It's an easy song, not difficult, and I might as well just say it. I hope I can vocalize what I'm going to say. And many of you know this song because it's an old song. So I might as well stop gibbering and just say it. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me. Can I get an amen? amen. And I didn't make this up. It was made up a long time ago, as many of you know. Back when we were on High Street, we migrated down to here. And I'm just not going to say the words I'm hoping before I begin the message. Yes, this is not part of the message. I've been thinking about this song all week. And there has to be a reason. So I'm just going to sing the song, one or two sentences. And I hope you don't leave me up here alone to sing it after I sing it or try to sing it the first time. I know it was the blood. Here I go. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. Come on. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me. Can you sing this now? I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me. Can I get an amen? Can I get a clap, somebody? Come on now. You're alive, aren't you? When you get out to watch a football game this afternoon, you're not going to just say amen, are you? You're going to say hallelujah. How about saying a hallelujah for Jesus Christ, the son 
a man who died for you and me. Let's get started on number one. She's already there. For by grace, you, that ye is you, saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift. Not I shouldn't say that a gift. It is the gift of God. Not of works, unless any man should boast. And here's another version. I want you to notice the difference. The first one said, for by grace are you saved. Now listen to this version. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Not as a result of works so that no one may boast. Now I hope you notice the difference between the first reading and the second reading. One has are, and the other has have been saved. I suggest that you stay focused because I want to bring out what a New Testament scholar says about the difference between for by grace are you saved and for by grace you have been saved. What's this author trying to do? By grace, you have been completely saved in the past with the present result that you are in a state of salvation which persists through pressing for the present time. I'm going to say it again. For by grace, you have been saved completely. Say, can you say completely? I want to say by the word of God, if you have been saved, you don't need to get saved again because you're already saved for time and eternity. I don't want any false prophet or any misreading to tell you, well, I can lose my salvation. I, I did this. And I, you're saved forever. Can you lose your salvation? No, you can't. Can I get a witness? However, may I add this? This doesn't give you and me a license to sin. Just don't think, well, I'm saved now, completely. Yes, you are. But that doesn't give you and me a license to go out and be a sinner. Can I get a witness? Keep that in mind. That's what happened to these three Hebrew servants of God, as you will see. And you can read it into the text as they refuse to worship a false god. Number two, this is back on grace, and I'm not going to stay here. For we are once foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved in various lusts and pleasures, spending our time or our life in malice, envy, hate, full, hating one another, but when the kindness, I hope you remember this, 
but when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared. Imagine that. But when the kindness of God our Savior. Can you say Savior? Come on, stay with me here. Amen. And his love for mankind appeared. He saved us. That's another thing. I'm just warning you against false teaching. Even here, if you're here, you better say something. He saved us. That seems like it's past tense. He saved us. Not on the basis of good deeds. I know it said deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Lord. Stay on that number two for a second. I want everybody to see this. Did you notice that in verse four, it says, but when the kindness of God, our Savior, God our Savior, then when it drops down to verse six, whom he poured out upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Could it be that the one who appeared in human flesh is God the Son. Can I get a witness? Apparently you don't get it, but you are going to get it because the Holy Spirit's going to open your eyes just like you opened mine. Now, for our main message, number three, Nebuchadnezzar's. Can you get that? Nebuchadnezzar's golden image of himself. He thought a lot of himself. And there you're going to see his image is she'll show it. Uh, number three. She doesn't see. I don't see it up there. That's okay. Uh, we'll see it later. <clears throat> Nebuchadnezzar made an adulterous image of gold 90 feet high and 9 feet wide to be set up on the plain of Dura. He then commanded that when they the Babylonian people heard horn, flute, harp, lyre, that's right, it's pronounced lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with uh, the other musical instruments, all men were to fall down and to worship him. Any um, who refused would be cast into a fiery furnace. Now, I want you to go back because maybe she... Maybe, maybe the image is up there now. I'm not sure. Number three. Go back to number three. There's, there's, it'll, it'll show up later on then. Okay. <laughs> it does happen, and it happened just now. It's a good thing that God doesn't, what should I say, chastise me every time I make a mistake. Can I get a witness? It's a good thing that God doesn't chastise you heavily every time you and I don't live up to his standards. But we are his children, and he will correct us as his children. 
Nebuchadnezzar, I know I said it already, made an adulterous image of gold 90 feet high. That's pretty high. And nine feet wide. When they heard, I'm not following the script, when he heard all, all of you people who hear the music, you are to fall down and worship his image. Kill and leech. That's right, I studied. Said the Babylonian images, as well as the description in Isaiah 40, 19, of the description of idol images leads us to believe that they were overlaid that's right, with gold. So I want you to get a picture. I, it's on the next slide, but I want you to get a picture. They made a golden image commanded by Nebuchadnezzar with gold overlaid on top of what? Wood. Number five, all right, beautiful. So says Nebuchadnezzar, the workman makes an image and the gold worker puts gold plates over it and makes silver bands for it. That's number six. <clears throat> Maybe number six has it. Do we have number six? No, number six. That's two. <laughs> Pardon me? That's okay. Number seven. <clears throat> Think of it. Think of what we're saying here. Think of worshiping a piece of wood plated by a goldsmith, which needs to be fastened in its place, lest it fall down and be stolen. Isn't that insanity? Yes. Number eight. As for an idol, a craftsman cast it. A goldsmith overlays it with gold and fashion silver chains on it. Number eight. Number nine. And speaking of anyone who refused would be cast into a fiery furnace. But we're still about this whole episode later. Right now, let's focus our attention on the verses chapter three with Nebuchadnezzar made an image. Number 10, Nebuch number 10, the king made an image of gold, the heights of which were nine feet, not, excuse me, 90 feet and nine feet wide. He set it up in the plain of Dura. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king sent word to assemblies that the satraps, the fur traps, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the excuse me, the judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers and provinces were to come to the di direction of the image that Nebuchadnezzar had a chance to set up. Then the satraps and the, and all those people. I'm not going to do that. And then the herald proclaimed, "To you, the king commands to give all nations and." 
men of every province. Something's going wrong here, but um, I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to say what I said. I'm going to go to number six. But whoever does not fall down and worship the image is cast into the furnace made of fire. How about you? How about me? What if someone said to you, you must fall down and worship this image? Do you and I know the God of the Bible that we would not fall down and worship a false idol? Would you be able to stand up and say, I know the true and the living God, and I'm not going to fall down to a false idol. Can I get a witness? Do you and I have a standing with the one true God that if someone told you, that you must worship this idol or you and me would be thrown into a false God. I'm going to say to you today, and I don't know who I'm talking to, so I'm not picking on anyone. Some of you, You worship a false god right now. Can I get a witness? I don't know who it is. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's drugs. It's a false god. You and I need to worship the one and only true God. I wonder if you and I were put to the test as to who you really worship. Only God knows your heart. Only God knows what's in there, whether it be, as I already said, drugs, cars, false gods. What's on your heart? Who's on your heart? Who is the force or the focus of your meditation? Number 12. But at that moment, you hear the sound of horn, flute, lyre, chijuan, psaltery, backpipe, and all kinds of music. You are to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the furnace of fire, a blazing fire. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, tree john, psaltery, bagpipe, and all other kinds of music, all the people, nations, and 
men of every language fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. I'm going to ask you again. Isn't that sanity? Or better put it, is that insanity? You're probably going to get upset with me. Some of you, and I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, I'm not supposed to. Who do you worship? We refuse Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as faithful Jews refuse the idol and we reported by the certain Chaldeans these three Jews who we have in our company serve Nebuchadnezzar. They're not bowing down. They refuse to bow down to you and your 90-foot golden image. 14. Faithful witnesses to the king, Nebuchadnezzar. For this reason, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and brought charges against the Jews. They responded and said to Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever! You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trillion, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all the kinds of music is to fall down and worship the golden image. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the furnace of fire. There are certain Jews who have appointed over this administration, Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have disregarded you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. 16. Nebuchadnezzar gave them a chance to recline or to repent their minds, but they would not. Their confidence in delivery was magnificent, but even if not, they would be true to their God, oh Lord. I'm talking about myself. I'm talking to you. Are you and I true to our God? Can I get a witness? Are you true? So the king ordered the three to be heated up seven times harder than usual and then commanded the three Jews to be thrown into the fully lit fire. I know it says fully clothed. Then Nebuchadnezzar in rage and anger gave the orders to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego then these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar responded by saying, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? 
Now, if you're ready, at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trijon, psaltery, or bagpipe, and all kinds of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have set up. Very well. But if not, if you do not, you will immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there who can deliver you out of my way, out of my hands? Number 18, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace, and he will deliver us if he wants to. But even if he does not, let it be known, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Is that true of you? You find your friends doing drugs. You find your friends doing some things that you as a Christian, you know you shouldn't be doing. Are you able to say, I serve a living Savior? However you might say it, can you say no to your friends? If they are your friends, I can't do that. Can I get a witness? Can you say, no, I serve the Lord God Almighty, and I cannot go along with what you're doing. Number 19. <clears throat> I'm going to go to number 20. The furnace. The furnace was so hot. That's right, they're in the furnace. That the persons who threw them in were killed, but were astonished. The astonished Nebuchadnezzar looked into the furnace, and instead of three men, he saw four. Can I get a witness? The three Jews and the fourth who was formed like the Son of God or Sons of God. We believe, this commentary that I went along with said, we believe that it was indeed the Son of God. We talked about the Son of Man in the beginning of the service. Now we see someone who's designated the Son of God. No matter how the kings views him, the Lord either saves us in our trouble. Let me repeat that so I can say it right. I started out right. The Lord either saves us out of troubles or he is with us in our troubles. Can I get is that true? He's with you in trouble. And he's with you even when you don't see him. 
Let me say that over again. The Lord either saves us out of trouble. Now, I don't know why I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say that here. Some of you are in trouble right now. You're on, and I say it politely, you're on your way to hell, and you don't even know it. And the Lord Jesus is trying to save you out of that place. He keeps on knocking. He keeps on saying, let me save you. But getting back to the text, the Lord either saves us out of troubles. If you're a Christian, he can save you. What did I say? He, you're a Christian already. That doesn't mean we don't have trouble. Can I get a witness? I'm going to say it again. The Lord either saves us out of trouble or he is with us in the trouble. I'm going to skip that page. I'm going to go to page 22. I want you to go to page 23. That would make more sense. This is a picture of the fiery furnace. The furnace was so blazingly hot and bright. Who's this fourth man in the furnace? Maybe it's someone who described in Hebrews 1, 3 as this. This, I want you to go back to 22 now. The furnace was so blazingly hot and bright. Could this fourth person light outshine the other so bright that it describes Hebrews 1, 3? Who? Say who? Being the brightness of his glory. An express image of his person. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. When he by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, I wonder who this fourth person in the fire with the three Hebrew servants of God. I wonder who outshined all the others. Here I go again. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express or impress of his substance, bearing all our son. I wonder if the son of man, the son of God, was none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. I told you, and I can tell anyone here, Jesus is the expressed image of God, and he outshines every human being. Can I get a witness? And he's with you in the trouble or out of trouble. And notice what the last part says, not necessarily here, but here's the last part of Hebrews 1.3. Having made the cleansing of our sins, he sat down. 
What did you say that for, Brother Bruce? Because the Lord of glory upholds all things by his hand. And he is express image of God. And what does he do? He cleanses you and me from all your sins. Can I get a witness? Twenty-three. There he is. The express image of God. The very brightness of God's glory is with you and me through all our troubles, through all our misgivings, because he is the Son of Man. 25, God is able, and I'm not going to try to sing it, I'm just going to, you know the song, say he's able, he's able, God is able with infinite ease to deliver his servants. I've got to ask you, are you a servant? God is able with infinite ease to deliver his servants in the most terrible extremes. Though he may not see good to serve their bodies from the present death, but he did save them, as he did for those of Daniel's three companions. He will grant their spirits a perfect triumph over the rage of their enemy. Do you have some enemies? I guarantee you, if you have, if you're living the Christian life, you are going to have enemies. I'm going to say something I didn't mean to say. I hadn't planned to say. Do you pray for your enemies? Can I get a witness? Oh, you, do you pray for your enemies? Oh, are you so hostile that you haven't learned how to pray for your enemies? Though he may not see good to save them, in their present death, but he did. 26. No hurt. See how the God of nature can, when he pleases, control the powers of nature. I hope you hear what I'm saying. See how the God of nature can, when he wants to control the powers of nature, the Son of God, probably he had heard of David. Well, I don't know if you can understand what I'm saying. Nebuchadnezzar, he might have heard about the God of God, of Shadrach, Meshach. He might have heard of him. But he had his own gods. 
I'm going to press this upon you, if I may. Do you know the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit? Or do you have the, your own version of I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm going to say this again. There's only one way to God. His name is Jesus. And thank you. I don't know why I'm repeating myself. If you don't know him now, you can get to know him this very moment. Can I get a witness? You don't have to wait till you go home, but you can. There is no other name given among men whereby you must be saved. There's no other name. I'm hesitating because there must be something in my spirit telling me someone here, you get to know him. Don't wait too late. We are not promised tomorrow. Can I get a witness? Those who suffer for Christ have a glorious day coming to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Thank you. I'm hesitating and I don't know why. Someone here you might not be here tomorrow. Can I get a witness? You had better. Maybe that's a threat. Why don't you get to know him today? Eternity is a long, long, long time without the Lord. Someone just said it right. Forever. 127, the Jews were unharmed. The fire had burned only the cord that was bound them. Afflictions succeed in accomplishing God's purposes. Did you hear that? Afflictions, let me get it right, succeed in accomplishing God's purposes. Do you know why you're going through certain things? I'm talking to you, Christian. Because God has ordained that he wants you to go through them so you can become more like his son. Amen. Afflictions don't just happen to Christians. Afflictions succeed in accomplishing God's purpose and sending us free from 
things that bind you. What kind of binds? This is a bind wrapped around you. I don't know who you are. Alcohol, drugs, narcotics, money. The king was so impressed that he forbade anyone to speak against the God of the Jews and promoted the three young men in the process or in the providence of Babylon. What are you saying, Brother Carter? The king was so impressed that he saw one man who was the God of the Hebrew Christians. What? Are you impressed with Jesus? Are you able to, when you're at a um, restaurant, are you ashamed? Are you ready to say, I thank you for this food and have your kids and whoever with you to go along with you? Or are you ashamed? The three Hebrew Christians weren't ashamed. Are you ashamed? Can I get a witness? Amen. It's time to stand up for the same God of the Jewish people. I only got two sheets to go. 29. I'm not going to go to that one. I'm going to go to the last one, 30. Someday, if you and I are faithful to our God, to our calling, Yes, I'm hesitating. Are you faithful to your calling? I'm going to say it again. Some of you, the Lord has been calling you over and over, and you've been hearing good sermons. I'm not saying this one. I'm just saying good, silent sermons about coming to Jesus. He's been calling you, and you haven't answered. Number 30, this is the last slide. His Lord said to him, well done. To the Jewish Christians, he said, well done. Not, of course, in that fashion. The Lord said to him, well done, good and true servant. You have been true in a very sudden manner. I know I didn't say it right. Let me say this right. The Lord said to him, well done, good and true servant. You have been true in a small manner. I will give you control over great things, great things. Take your part in the joy of the Lord. 
Here's another version. His Lord said to him, Well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. That's, that's one of the points I wanted to get to. Are you and I faithful? I wonder about myself sometimes. I wonder about, I hope you're wondering about you sometimes. His Lord said unto him, Well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I'm going to end by saying this. Probably not end, but for someone that's laying his on my heart, I'm going to say it. These things I have written unto you that believe on the Son of God that you may know. This goes out to you. I don't know who you are. Maybe that's why I'm hesitating. These things I have written unto you that believe in the Son of God that you may know. You may know. I'm asking you. I'm kind of begging you. Do you know if you were to die this very second, you would be with the Lord. Amen. Do you know it for sure? Is it written in your heart? Gotta get a witness. Man came in here the other day. He was giving us food for this. Pantry. He knew you could just look the beam in his eyes. He knew where he was going. And not only did he, you could see the beam in his eyes, he said it. I know. Where I'm going to spend eternity. I'm going to say this again, and I'm done. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. It's a fearful thing. I'm going to close. I hope you can say with many others we're going to meet in eternity. An eternity that never ends. Or or I'm, I'm not going to see you there. Brother Bruce, why are you hesitating? Because I hate to talk about. I know you're not. I never knew you. I hope that they won't be your dying words or the words to you. I hope he will say, well done. I'll see you.
or I. These are scary words. I never knew you. Let's give the Lord a hand. I'm done.